Good morning, everyone. Uh, before we get started, let us have a moment of silence for the lives that has been taken um, for census killings. Amen. Amen. Well, my my goal is to hope to encourage you and empower you today. It's good to see all your beautiful and handsome faces. I'm glad you were able to come out. I know how Sundays are at times, getting ready, getting prepared, and how the enemy try to block us from getting to church. I think um, we should be thankful that we're even able to get together because in most places, they're not allowed to even meet. I see um, at some churches you have the pastor out in the front and you have people pulling up in cars and they're sitting in their cars in lots like in California and places out farther uh, west. So we should, we should be thankful that we're even able to get together even though it's a challenge at times to, to meet and get prepared and everything else. So I think we deserve a round of applause for ourselves just for being able to be here today. You don't seem that happy to me. <laughs> so I also want to thank God for giving me this opportunity to be able to deliver this message to you. And I also want to thank Pastor Mike and Pastor Marie for opening up the podium and sharing it with us. And I also want to thank the people behind the scenes who helped put this all together. The worship team, Sue, with the announcements and things of that nature. Sometimes when we come in, we just see uh, how easy it is to grab a seat. We don't think about what goes on behind the scenes, the turning on the lights, the getting the music tuned and getting prepared for the songs and getting the bulletin together, you know, so they also deserve a round of applause. Please clap for yourself. If you know you're a part of the team, then you should put your hands together for you. Glory, hallelujah. And so when God made you, he was only thinking of you. Did you guys hear that? When God made you, he was only thinking of you. You are an original, not some cheap copy. You are authentic in your own way. Only you can be the best you. So there's no need to try and imitate or be anyone else. Can I take my time for a minute with this message? Because God gave me something to give to you. And I want to be obedient and I hope today that you would open your hearts and your minds to receive what God is using me for today. And so when he created you, he wanted you to be the best you that you can possibly be. Amen? We serve a God that is an ever-present help. A God who has our best interests at heart. A God who loves us unconditionally. We serve a God we can contact 24-7, seven days a week, any minute, any hour. 
He's not a, a deadbeat dad. We know where he lives. My nephew is here. My brother. <laughs> He's already smiling. We know his address. It's our Father who art in heaven. Glory. Who has our back. A glorious Father watching over us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's turn our attention to John 17 and 23. Actually, we're going to start with 1720. When you get there, say amen. As Sue was saying today, we, we want to make sure we pray and that uh, we get out and vote and do what we need to do for that day, especially during the um, challenging times that we've been facing and all the things that we've been dealing with over the last few months. Uh, so it's very, it's very important that if you have the courage to get out and vote, then you should do it. If not, then make sure you pray at least to help someone else have the courage to get out and do it. And that's just being real because, you know, with the, the phobic of the COVID, then we all like, uh, some of us are paranoid and it's understandable. So standing in lines may not be the thing that everyone wants to do. John 17 and 20, that's where we're going. So that may not be the thing that everyone wants to do. However, if you stay home, then you should pray for the ones who are going out and going to be out in the public on that day. John 17, 20. You there? Amen. It says in the New King James Version, and this is Jesus praying for all believers. It says in the New King James Version, I do not pray for these alone, but also for these who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. And here's my focal scripture. I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Somebody tell anybody that you are greater. Come on, open up your mouth. Someone tell somebody you are greater. I should be able to hear you up here. You're louder than that when the game is on. You are greater. You are greater. You are greater. So as believers, let us pray. Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus that this service will go how you want it to go, oh dear Lord. We thank you, oh Heavenly Father, that 
in your name we should hear your voice, O oh dear Lord. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that will dwell in this place today. We thank you, O oh dear Lord, for the hearts that will be touched, O oh Heavenly Father, and for the healings that will take place, O oh dear Lord. Glory. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for moving in this message, O oh Heavenly Father. And we understand, O oh dear Lord, that your message can come through through anyone. You can get a message from a baby, O oh Heavenly Father. So it's not about the messenger. It's about the message. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. As believers, we have been personally called by God. Can you believe that? God picked us out of all the people in the world. As believers, we have been personally called. That means God paid attention to us as individuals. Because when it says personally, that means he watched us with a personal eye. That should bring joy to your heart that we serve a God that will look out for you personally. Personally, which is a great honor. However, are we aware that God loves no one in the universe more than us? He loves no one in the universe more than us. No one, including Jesus Christ. I know it sounds strange. How can God love us more than his only begotten son? We say, by what authority, what claim has he made? How about Jesus Christ himself has said it? Listen closely. In his last prayer before his arrest, let's go to John 17 and 1. His last prayer before his arrest, over in John 17 and 1, Jesus prays for himself. He actually prayed for three people during this time. He prayed for himself. He prayed for the disciples. And he also prayed for all the believers. Now listen to what Jesus says. Jesus spoke these words and lifted up his eyes. Now in 1 Samuel 30... They talk about how David strengthened himself. You know, sometimes when you're alone and you don't have a support system, sometimes you got to strengthen yourself. You got to talk to yourself. You got to pray for yourself. You got to put hands on yourself. You got to lift yourself up because you're not always going to have a winning team around you saying, let's go, let's go, let's do it. You can win. You can win. Sometimes you have to say those things. To yourself. And here Jesus, Jesus spoke these words and lifted up his eyes as he prayed for himself. If Jesus can pray for himself, we can also pray for ourselves. Why? We were created in the image of him. So as he do, we can do. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, 
the only true God. Yes, we may know the only true God because there are so many fakers out there. We have to be careful today, people. We have to be watchful. We have to be on our guards, on alert, because there are many perpetrators who are pretending to lead the way and they don't even know God. They don't even have a personal relationship with God. It doesn't matter how much they say, how much they try to convince you, how much they try to trick you. If you're a believer, then God will have your back. He will show you the way. He will let you know that you're dealing with someone who is fake. And so this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth, verse 4, 17 and 4. You on the earth, I have finished the work which you have given me to do. There's some work to do, people. And we can't stop until we can say we have finished the work. No matter if it's touching other people's lives, no matter if it's being the best that you can possibly be, then do so. So in his last prayer, just before his arrest, Christ prays for those who will believe in me through their word. That includes each of us who believe in Christ because of the words his disciples wrote in the Bible. I promise I won't be long before you, but I hope that you have your heart and your ears open to receive what God has put in me to give to you today. That includes each of us who will believe in Christ. Referring to these believers, he asked God to reveal through his word to the world that you have sent me. We have a job to do. We need to let other people know how good God has been to us without being ashamed. We need to let people know how we made it to the point that we are here breathing and alive today. We need to allow people to see into our lives through our testimony, through the test that we've been through, that God is alive and well. As a matter of fact, we serve a God that has the ingredients to put into your mix, stir it up, Put into your mix, your issues, your dilemma, stir it up, and turn it out for good. We serve a God that is a living God. We don't serve a God that goes to sleep on us. We don't serve a God that makes us go through hoops and jump through fires and serve rituals and rules and regulations. No, we serve a God who loves us unconditionally. We serve a God who wants the best for us, who thinks about us who thinks about us all the time. He loves on us when we don't even love ourselves. That's the kind of God we serve. And you should keep that in mind. And understanding the full impact of this verse hinges on little two-letter words. As. A-S. With quotation marks. As he loved me. As he loved me. 
I get emotional when I think about his goodness, his loving kindness, his grace and his mercy, his hedge fence of protection, his security, understanding the full impact of his love hinges on two words. As he loved his son, he loves us. As he loves us, we should love others. One definition is to the same extent or degree, equally, and we're talking about the two-letter word, A-S, as. Equally means no more, no less. This definition makes Jesus' request staggering in its implications. It means we can truthfully say that there is not a being in the universe, there is not a being in the universe, including Jesus Christ, whom God loves more than us. There's not a being in the universe. Did y'all just hear what I just said? There's not a being in the universe that God loves more than us. And if you under the sound of my voice and you heard what I just said, you should give God a great big clap praise. Because there's no being. If he loves you that much, what can you do wrong to get in the bad place of him. There's nothing we can do that God won't rescue us from. There's no hole that is too deep that he can't grab in and dig us out of. There's no situation, no issue, no condition, no circumstance, no problems that God cannot touch with his unlimited powers. He's a God almighty, a powerful God. A God that watches over everyone who believes and the ones who don't believe, believe it or not. Because guess what? We didn't all start off as believers while we sit here cute and pretty. We started off on a rough patch too now. If, they, if we tell the truth, we've been on a journey just as well. So God watches over all his people. All. So when we're pointing a finger, being judgmental, <laughs> oh, I, I know, I know I'm in somebody's backyard. I know I'm in somebody's backyard now. When we pointing a finger, just remember, look at this. You got three fingers pointing back at you. So while you pointing a finger at one, they only got one issue. Looks like you got three issues. So we got more work to do on ourselves. Before we start pointing a finger at anyone else. Huh? Amen? Amen? Because God loves us more than we love ourselves. Every individual whom God has called can say the same thing. That's how we call ourselves brothers and sisters in Christ. Because we all can say that God loves us. Because why? He loves no one more than he loves anyone else. He's not partial. He's not biased. He doesn't have 
separate kids over here. Oh, I love them more. They get more for Christmas. No, everyone gets the big gifts. Everyone gets the big love. Everyone gets the arms of God wrapped around them. It's not just a portion. It's not the steps. It's not the other people. It's not the cousins. No, it's the whole hoop of people that God loves that he gives to unconditionally. There's no partiality in God's way. And because we are believers and we follow after him, then we should imitate what he does in our household. Outside of our household, we should try to be the best that we can possibly be in Christ. Because why? People are watching. They act like they ain't looking, but they watching. And then when you're not around, they talking. <laughs> they talking, yeah. Your name, your ears burning. Y'all heard that before. Your ears burn because they talking about you. Yeah, on fire. Mine turn red when they die. I be wondering, who, who talking about me? You know you can't figure it out, but you be thinking like, who talking about me? <laughs> Especially when both of them turn red. So, <laughs> anyway, that's a side note. God loves us all the same incredible beyond comprehension level. He loves us all beyond incredible beyond what we're able to comprehend. That's why sometimes we put limits on God. We shouldn't limit an all-universal God, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. He's all-powerful, all-knowing. He's everywhere, omnipresent. That means we don't have to say, we can't pray. You can pray in your car. Uh-huh. You can pray in your bathroom. You can pray before you get out of bed. And guess what? Here's the newsflash. It doesn't have to be outstretched prayer. Oh, I don't know what to say to God. That's one of the lines right there. I don't know how to pray. The same way you have a conversation, that's the same way you can pray. How we talk as uh, Christian brothers and sisters, that's the way you can pray to God. They call them breath prayers. Short, quick, thank you, Jesus. Get me on my way. Help me out today, God. Love you, Lord. See you later, Lord. Good morning, Jesus. But every now and then, you got to exercise some neology. You say, what is that? I'm glad you asked. Neology. You got to get on your knees every now and again and give God a shout out. You, you got your busy day going. You got your business going. Sometimes you got to get on your knees and let God know, okay, God, I'm really one of yours. I'm pouring out my heart to you. I'm on my knees. See me. I have a need. Get on your knees every night. Put a pillow down there. I use a pillow. Sometimes the knees don't. If you start falling asleep, come on, somebody. I ain't the only one. You get on your knees, you get real relaxed talking to God. And then it's like, oh, okay, let me wrap this up because um, I'm nodding out right now. But, yeah, put a pillow down there. And that will sustain you for a little while. All right? Amen. The verse also shows Christ's unbelievable love for us. His love is unbelievable. 
When I think about his goodness and his mercy and his loving kindness. When I think about the unbelievable protection, the unbelievable wings, the unbelievable way that he takes care of me and how he sustains me. It's just unbelievable. Sometimes when God does a miracle, it's unbelievable. When he does a healing, it's unbelievable. His unbelievable love always keeps us mysterious. It always keeps us thinking, like, why would God do that for me? Because sometimes we be down on ourselves and we don't think that we deserve what God is doing. Sometimes we just have to open our arms, open our hands to receive what God has for us and not resist. Just be open and receive what God has for us because it will seem unbelievable. He has been with us forever, yet the Son feels no animosity that our Father loves us, Johnny come lately. Let's be true. We haven't always walked with God straight out the womb. We had to go through some steps. We had to take some steps to be on this journey of loving and believing. It wasn't always a cakewalk, an easy journey. And so, just as much, unlike the elder brother in the parable of the prodigal son, in fact, in his prayer, Jesus is asking God to broadcast this truth to the world. Our Savior is preeminent in position and responsibility, but not in the Father's love. Just as a perfect parent, God does not love any one child more than the others. I'm going to say that again. God does not love any one child. That's us. More than the other. So everybody has a fair chance in the kingdom of God. No one goes higher unless they decide to go higher in God. So we have a decision to make. If you want to go higher and not look at others, oh, they're more blessed than I am. They must say more prayers than I do. They must go to church more than I do. They must be in touch with God more than I am. Bunch of hoopla. God loves no one more than he loves the others. It's up to us to make that decision if we want to be blessed. When God talks to you, do you listen? Yeah, we listen. The second question is, are you obedient? See, because obedience is better than sacrifice. So are you obedient to what God is asking you to do? Yet, in the midst of our trials, do we believe Jesus Christ? That is the question. Do we believe? 
Because sometimes we have doubts. We're, we're human. We're fleshly. We don't always trust fully. Even though we know that God doesn't make mistakes, he has a plan for our lives. He has set it up even before we got started. Do we believe? Is there any bit of knowledge more important to have deeply embedded in our minds as we face life's many problems and challenges? Is there anything that we should have on our mind more than Jesus Christ while we face challenges and problems of today? Now, as we think of the things that are going on today, we know that we need God. Huh? Are y'all with me? Or I'm the only one that think we need God? We, we, need, we need an entity that is all-knowing, all-powerful, that is everywhere. Because guess what? The poles are not just in Ohio. We need a God in Texas. We need a God in Tennessee. We need a God in California. We need a God that can be everywhere. And we serve that God. We serve that God that can be everywhere, anywhere, at all times. And it is amazing. And that's one of the unbelievable things that's hard for some people to believe. But if you're a believer, then you know that God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. Amen. Is there any bit of knowledge more important to have deeply embedded in our minds? We have the assurance, assurance of the depth of God's love for us from Christ himself. Jesus Christ assured us that God loves us. He assured us himself. That could be the most important single piece of information about God's love that we can know. And God packed it into one. What is the one? As the two-letter word. As he loved his son, he loves us. As he loves his son, he loves us. That's the single piece of information about God's love for us. That alone is enough for you to be elated and joyous. Because God loves you more. He loves you more. He loves you more. I like the worship team to come up. Are we to be careful to live by every word? Not to overlook even one of them? No matter how small it is. That question deserves a resounding yes. Because God is the God of all of us. No matter what you're going through, no matter what your situation is, no matter what your condition is, 
We serve a God that will watch over you, that will protect you, that will cover you. We serve a God that has our back. And that's something that you could take with you for the rest of your life. Even in your pitfalls, we have a God that has your back. We serve a God that will not forsake you or leave you alone. We serve a God that will protect you and keep you safe even in your quiet moments. Even when you're thinking about harming yourself, reach out to God. Reach out to God. Give it one more chance. Just don't suddenly think that it's a hopeless end. Reach out to God and touch Him and watch Him touch you back. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. When she reached out after exhausting all her resources, she tried everything. She went online. She went down the street. She used all the doctors. She spent all her money trying to get healed. And all of a sudden, she believed and stretched out and touched Jesus. And because she touched him, her faith was made whole and she was healed from that point on. Under the sky. 
that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, That he was betrayed he took the bread once you get it out the pack and he broke it and he took and ate it said, this is my body, which is broken for you, and we do this in remembrance of him. And in the same manner, as you peel back the top of that cup, be careful that it doesn't spill on you. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you may partake Glory. For as often as you drink, eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And here's one part that we don't make it to all the time. Examine yourselves. Examine yourselves. And that could be scary because that means you have to take a look at you. An examination of you. It's actually just a personal inventory of not all your faults and your wrongs, but how you can actually do more for the kingdom and be better in your own place. How you can be better in your own surroundings. Actually, how you can be a better you. So you examine you to check on you. And we should all do that. Take a look at ourselves so we can always be better. And before we get out of here today, we're not doing the tithes the regular way. We're using a basket because of the COVID situation. So if you want a tithe, you're more than welcome to do so. I hope that you guys have a church home, and most of you, I see you do. And I also hope that you know without a shadow of a doubt that if you die tonight, where your soul would go. I hope that your salvation is intact. 
And if it's not, if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, and I know it's not a regular routine that we do around here generally, but this is one of my practices. I like to make sure that everyone knows Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I like to make sure that your salvation is intact. If you were to die tonight, you know without a shadow of a doubt that you would be going home to the Lord. That's without a shadow of a doubt. Because tomorrow is not promised. And we need to know that we're going to be in good hands. Good hands. If we leave this place. If there's anyone in here who needs prayer. I want to open up this front. This is all considered an altar. Why the worship team continues to play the strings I open up this front we don't need to know all your business if you need prayer you're more than welcome to have prayer I'm anointed I can pray for you I can put hands on you I can put oil on you as a matter of fact we can all do it to ourselves that's the unbelievable thing but we need to believe more. So the altar is open. Otherwise, have a blessed day. A blessed rest of the week. Enjoy. Enjoy.